the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. As Pastor Rander concludes the series, Acceptable and Unacceptable Giving to the Lord, we are reminded that we are recipients of God's blessings every day of our lives, whether we give acceptably or not. Imagine how much more we would be blessed if we obey His commandment to give acceptably to Him. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7 tells us that if we give sparingly, we reap sparingly, and if we give bountifully, we reap bountifully. That's just one of the countless promises of God that we can depend on. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. Number four, develop a budget. You want to get out of debt? Develop a budget so that you can give an account for income and expenditures and get a clear picture of your finances. Develop a budget so that you can give an account for your income and expenditures and get a clear picture of your finances. If you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. A budget is a spending plan. Say spending plan. Say it again. A budget is a spending plan intended to help you reach your short and long-term financial goals. It can help you see where your money is going so you can assess where you are financially in order to make the necessary adjustments to get out of debt. Some of you don't know where you are. You just spinning. Just you just lie lie. You all over the place. You just spinning. You don't know what's going where. Everything is just topsy turvy. You got to have some structure. God is a God of order, and that includes your financial, your budgets, and so forth and so on. Uh, number five. After tithing, you tithe first, then you pay yourself which is called savings. After you tithe, you pay yourself. You pay everybody else, you ought to what? Pay yourself. You tithe, then you pay yourself, which is called saving. Then when you pay yourself, leave it alone and, and don't go in there two days later. Then you, so you, t- you give to God, you pay yourself the savings, then pay your creditors. Set up automatic savings if you have not done so. That way you do not have to think or try to remember to transfer money each month into your savings account. This ought to be done on a regular, a regular basis uh, so that you can be building up uh, for rainy day funds and, and things. That, your tires are going to go on flat. Your tires are not going to roll forever. Yeah, your refrigerator going to break. The washing machine going to break. And even you break. <laughs> it all costs money. Amen. <laughs> and so you better be uh, saving up because issues are going to come in your life. And you know what? Think, when things happen, it seems like it's just steamroll. When things break, you ever seen things break out? The roof leak, the plumbing breaks, the, the, the sprinkler system go awry. All these things happen right at one time. The things come in the mail you didn't anticipate, and now you, all of a sudden you say, man, uh, I didn't know all this was going to happen. It seemed like it, everything just piled on. Uh, number six, use the snowball effect. In other words, pay off the smaller bills first and then apply, then apply the extra money toward the larger. 
First Corinthians 4.2 says, moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. You're a good steward if you use the snowball effect. Uh, pay off your smaller bills and then use that money once you pay it off to, to apply it toward the larger as you gain ground in getting out of debt. Number seven, if you owe money on several credit cards, it may feel overwhelming to reduce your debt. It didn't take 15 credit cards to survive. Some of you can just open up and they just, they just roll out. If you owe money on several credit cards, who are you trying to impress? It may feel overwhelming to reduce your debt. You can make the process more manageable by focusing your attention on paying off the card with the highest interest rate first. With the highest interest rate first. Once that card is paid off, you can begin to pay off the card with the next highest interest rate and continue the process until all your credit cards, all your credit card debt has been eliminated. Proverbs 14.33 says, wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding. And if you seek God, he'll give you understanding about your finances and how to get out as you uh, listen to him. Number eight, reduce your spending by reduce your spending and eliminate unnecessary bills such as cable, extra features on cell phones and timeshares. Do staycations instead of vacation, instead of eating out. If you poll, brown bag lunch is needful. Don't try to go out to lunch. You're going when you know you broke. Get some bologna and some mustard and, and some chips and say, thank you, Jesus. Won't you say amen? Where are the brown bags? They're still selling them. Where are the brown bags? Tear that baby open and begin eating. That's right. See, that's too much like right. That's right. You don't want to prepare. Also, seek out entertainment that is either free or low cost. You, you don't have to pay high prices to enjoy yourself. Your pleasure is not God's priority. Now, you need to write that down. <laughs> Your pleasure is not God's priority. I know you think it is. But it's not. Therefore, exercise self-discipline and reduce the cost of your pleasure. Reduce the cost of your pleasure. Repeat after me. I must reduce the cost of my pleasure. Second Timothy 3, 1 and 2a and verse 4b says, But know this, that in the last days, we're there, folk, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. They spend and spend and spend on themselves. They love themselves. They spend themselves broke. More jewelry to dangle. More shoes. More gadgets. More trinkets. You don't have space on the wall and you're buying more stuff to cram in the wall. You, you know, and then we, then you try to, then you, 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 your garage is full. You, you can't put your car in it. Can't, can't, that car, that garage was made for pulling your car and you got to go out in the rain. Cause you got too much stuff. You care more about the, about your stuff than you. I want to be able to pull my car in my garage and, and shut the door. Then the garage gets full, and here you go to the attic. And then it's all piled up with stuff you haven't used in 20 years. 
Then it get full and here you go down the street and then you pay rent and insurance on those storages down the street and then you pack it out. How much is it going to take to satisfy you? How, how much is it going to take to satisfy you? My friends, it does not take all of that. You know why you do that? Because you become lovers of yourselves. The scripture says in 4B, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Let me tell you something that you probably don't want to hear. Do you, not, do you not know the closer you get to God and the more intimate and sweet your fellowship with him, the less it takes to satisfy you in this world system? Am I talking to somebody here? All of a sudden, the older you get in Christ and the more joy and delight you have from walking with God and talking with God in the cool of the day and enjoying, all of a sudden you find yourself buying less and less and less. My wife and I have the hardest time buying for each other around Christmas and these. I said, she said, what? She said, I said, what you want? Nothing. I said, she said, what you want? I said, nothing. We have each other. And we just go out and we enjoy one another. But we don't, it doesn't take all of what. Now, she needs something. We, I get it. But, but we don't have to have all that stuff to appease each other. You got to have this and this and this and that. And, the, and, then, and then what you do, you give your children, uh, they get give five gifts from you, then five gifts from Auntie Sally, then five from Grandma Lula. And then all, they got all this stuff, and they just ripping the paper, ripping the paper. They haven't enjoyed nothing. They haven't even said thank you for the first gift. They just rip, rip, rip. What you're teaching that child, it takes a whole lot to be happy. When are we going to just have a simple, quiet Christmas and have family time and just enjoy one another's presence? Not presence, but presence, each other. Yeah, because this might be our last Christmas together. As a matter of fact, let me say something. I'm not trying to scare you. It is our last Christmas until, if we see it now, until God gives us another one. Until God gives us another one. It just doesn't take all of that. Number nine, ask for discounts and lower interest rates. If you're in debt, ask. Don't be afraid to ask. I mean, I ask. I ask for things. You have not because you ask not. Ask for discounts and lower interest rates. You may be entitled to discounts with your insurance carrier or your cell phone and cable provider and not even know it. (laughs) They're not going to tell you everything. Give them a call to find out what discounts you may qualify for and what current promotions they may be running. If you have good credit and are a long-time customer with a solid credit history... Uh, for making your payments on time, you may be able to reduce your interest rates. Call the insurer of your card, the issuer of your cards, to see if you qualify, especially if a competitor has offered you a lower rate. They'll match it. They want your business. They want your business. So take that to heart. Before we continue with the message, we must consider ways we live that hinder our ability to give acceptably to God. Debt is a primary reason we struggle to give acceptably to God. We must try God and obey His commandments regarding acceptable giving in order to get out of debt. In other words, we cannot rob God and then expect Him to get us out of debt. In Malachi 3.10, God tells us to prove me now and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you will not have room enough to receive. 
Join us today as Pastor Rander gives biblical, practical insights to getting out of debt so that we can cheerfully give to the Lord. Number 10, if necessary, get a second job until your debt is manageable or eliminated. Now, somebody say, what? I'm tired on the one I'm working on. Well, (laughs) sometimes you got to work another job to clean up your house, to clean up that mess you made. That's right. If you got to work another job, work another job temporarily. Maybe six months, maybe three months, maybe a year. Hey, I'm getting out of debt. We're going to sacrifice and we're going to get this thing done. Yeah, I got to get a second job. If necessary, get a second job until your debt is manageable or eliminated. Psalms 104.23 says, man goes out to his work and to his labor until evening. And when you get that second job, sometimes you have to work late evening. That's right. You come home tired, you got to be ready the next morning. But those are sacrifices we have to make. How many of you had to work a second job? I mean, I mean, I had to work second jobs. I had to work second job, man. I just had to work. I was teaching school. Teachers didn't make that much money. I better have a second job. And, and I, I, I had a job with the Coralist singing and moving all around and doing things. I had second income coming in. That's right. Even on the summer, being out as a teacher, a lot of times I had jobs during the summer if I wasn't keeping the children. So this is important. Number 11, beware of swindlers. There are many scams out there. Now, when you're gullible and when you're hard up, they will take advantage of you. Know whom you are doing business with. You should thoroughly check them out before engaging with them. Proverbs 14, 15 says, the simple believes every word. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't be silly like that. The simple believes every word. But the prudent, the wise, consider well his steps and his decisions. Uh, Number 12, be careful with debt consolidation programs because the real issue is self-discipline. Oh, I'm going to consolidate. I got all these bills. I'm going to just have one bill and just pay that one bill. And now I can live happily ever after. But one little caveat, you haven't changed your spending habits. So now you got that consolidated bill, but now you've got three other bills you created since your consolidation bill because you didn't change. You didn't have self-discipline. First Peter 1.13a says, so think clearly and exercise self-control. If you don't have self-control, don't even worry about consolidation. You the issue. Consolidation not the issue. You the issue. <laughs> Amen, lights. <laughs> Number 13, to allow anyone to rush you into a, refuse to allow anyone to rush you into a purchase. You are destined to make bad decisions when you allow people to pressure you. Your greatest financial mistakes are made because of impatience and being in a hurry. Therefore, refuse to allow anyone to rush you into a purchase. Psalm 62, 5 says, my soul waits silently for God alone. I'm going to wait on him for my expectation is from him is from waiting is essential for getting out of debt. People want to hurry you into debt. They make a buck off of you and they go on about their business. They don't care less that you're struggling, but you can't have to pay your bills. You can't find that rascal. He don't have sympathy or empathy or any of that on you. Number 14, ask God to give you a spirit of contentment. You know why folk get into debt? It's because of a lack of contentment. Philippians 4.11 says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned. Say learned. I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. Discontentment leads to despair. These are three D's. Despair, disillusionment, 
and debt. So you get discontent. You got to have more. You got to have another ring. You got to have more jewelry. You got to have more stuff, more add-ons, more stuff that glitters. You got to have more contact designer lens that changes colors. More, more this, more that. Number 15, learn to hear God in every financial decision. Learn to hear God in every financial decision. It will save you a whole lot of trouble if you learn to hear God. Proverbs 19, 20 through 21 says, Proverbs 19, 20, 21 says, Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. You know, it's bad when you become old and foolish. I mean, you're, you're, you, you, now you're in your 60s and 70s and you're still sweating it. You still, still broke? How do you beat 80 and broke? Now, I'm not talking about those who've had calamities and unusual circumstances. I'm not talking about those kind of things. Us, uh, divorce and other things came in and shipwrecked your life. I realize things happen, but some of this is by willful choice. In your latter days, you can't control yourself. Verse 21, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. The word of God will stand. If you listen to the Lord's counsel and receive instruction and receive instructions from, from him, you will live within your means. You will live within your means. You will live within your means. You don't try to keep up with other folk to impress folk that don't like you know how. If you cannot manage your credit cards, here's what you do. Let me give you an antidote. If you, don't, if you can't manage your credit cards, cut them up. Do not buy another thing on them that you can't afford. Cut them up. Pay cash, lay away, or no way. Don't just laugh. Do something. Number 16, be spirit-led and not be led by your emotions. Oh, I feel some folk, they get depressed, they shop. When they get happy, they shop. When they get drunk, they shop. When they hear music, ain't nobody got that music going on? They, they don't, they don't, you don't go to Macy's here and the thrill is gone. <laughs> B.B. King, thrill is gone. No, no. No, you know, happy, happy, it's all happy, 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 happy. I mean, everything is happy. God is not concerned about your happy. He wants you to have joy, joy. You cannot trust your emotions and your feelings. Galatians 5, 16 says, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you, listen, if you or your spouse do not have peace about a purchase, then don't buy Honey, I don't care what you say. I want this. No. Y'all need to talk about it. Talk about it. Don't move past your spouse. And, and, and man, you better listen to your wife. Because she sure know how to say, I told you so. The spirit of God will cause you to become uneasy, to keep you from becoming deceived or entangled. Refuse to move past your peace. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you and my peace I give you. And Satan is a joy killer. He likes to steal your peace. Number 17, seek wise counsel and implement the counsel you receive. Seek wise counsel. Some of you, I don't need anybody telling me nothing. I know what I'm doing. And then you collapse. 
Seek wise counsel and implement the counsel you receive. Keep yourself accountable to ensure you stay on the right track. Stop holding all these secrets and then making a mess. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. In closing, some of you who are debt free, you saying this message is not for me. Yes, it is. Even if you're debt free. In closing, some of you are here under my voice. You are debt free, but you sin against God by living better, but you fail to give financially better. The Lord did not help you to become debt free to build your own kingdom, but to build his kingdom. You are not debt free to to increase your standard of living, but rather to increase your standard of giving. God doesn't give you more just to spend more on you. You are blessed to be a blessing. What should motivate us to give to the Lord is that all we have in our possession, all that we possess are momentary. All that we possess is fleeting. There are fleeting things that will soon pass away. We have illustrations all around us as we have just witnessed the hurricanes that either flooded or blew earthly possessions away. We see Houston people lost everything in Florida and the islands and Puerto Rico and so many other islands. Things are blown away, flooded away, ruined and ravaged. They had it one day and just in a few hours, gone, gone. Those fires in California where evacuated homeowners return only to find their life possessions reduced to a, a pile of ashes. Can you only imagine after having to leave, they, they give them, hey, you got 10 minutes to get out of here. Number one, you get 10 minutes to leave out with all that stuff. You don't even know what to grab. You got 10 minutes to get out quickly. And they stay out for days and they come back to see what's left. And all they see is maybe a chimney standing. All they see is an ash pile. The pictures are gone. The wall is gone. The yard is gone. The bed is gone. The grandma's clock is gone. The jewelry gone. The clothes are gone. Memoirs are gone. Keepsakes are gone. And you stand there. And you begin to cry and the tears wrap under your chin. You work so hard and now you're 70 or 80 and it's all gone and you got to start over. You can have it today and lose it today. And I think those illustrations, those illustrations serve notice on us that we at the end of the day, we can't keep it. It's going to leave by death. By flood, by fire, by wind, by circumstances, even Uncle Sam can take it all. It's gone. Yes, Solomon got it right. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 15, as I close, it says, As he came from his mother's womb, naked shall he return to go as he came. 
and he shall take nothing from his labor. All that you work for, all those years, jobs, then you work a job after job, you retire and get another job to live high on a hog, and you look, it's nothing wrong with living well, but you gotta realize you can't keep it. What does it profit a person to gain the whole world and lose your soul? So stingy. As he came from his mother's womb, naked shall he return. To go as he came, and he shall take nothing from his work, which he may carry away in his hand. Therefore, we are wise indeed if we invest in the kingdom of God first in acknowledgement that God owns it all. It's best to start cutting back. It's best to start scaling our possessions down, giving stuff away. We need categories. Uh, Keep. Give away, throw away, and say, you know what? I'm going to begin not only to downsize the house, but downsize the stuff. Does it really take all of this? When you keep first things first and seek God first, it will result in your laying up your treasures in heaven where moth and rust doesn't corrupt and thieves cannot break in and steal. It's not, there's nothing wrong with having things. There's nothing wrong with living nicely. There's nothing wrong with having cars. But it is something wrong when it has us. And it begins to affect our attitude, our thinking, become lifted up in pride. We begin to look down on others. And the more we have, the less contented we are. Our contentment should be in Christ. And sometimes God will test our contentment. He said, you say you're content. Let me just take this away and to see how content you are with me. Job lost it all. And he said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes we say the right things and we know scripture. But when God began to take it, can we rest in Christ and realize he's got me? And all God's children said. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org, where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.